0: No 16-year-old girl wants a calendar, um, but but that's okay. So I'm looking around and I'm like, is this a joke? It's not a joke. It's okay. Um, and I don't know how to describe it. You might say it's an indescribable gift. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I know, I know, right? In all seriousness, what like the indescribable gift that Jesus has given to us, what that means to me is not only is it eternal life, which that in itself is like, Amazing, but it's got different layers like peace, healing, authority, freedom, power, and unconditional love. And you know what? I want to talk about um, a few years like, for the past few years, um, I've had this like sickness and it really sucked. And um, it was like a consistent uh, flu kind of thing. So it would happen eight years, like, lol. All right, it would happen eight times a year and it would happen for like I wouldn't fully recover for up to a month. So that's like eight months of my whole year. And from that, my immune system was low. It was weak. And I kept on getting other sicknesses on top of that. And it really just affected my day-to-day because I couldn't I couldn't sometimes go to school. I couldn't go to work sometimes. And not only was it physically like taking a toll on me, it was emotionally taking a toll on me. And, um, you know, I felt powerless. There was nothing I could do physically. Um, and so... At the start of this year, on my 2020 goals, I wrote no more sickness, which is a crazy goal. I know, I know, but I believed it. So I went on a journey and at the start of the year, Pastor John preached a message in our um, Breaking Intimidation series, um, which I basically, like a summary of it was that there are spirits against us that we can break off. And I realized I had a spirit of infirmity against my life. So that was the starting point of my journey to have a six-month journey of being like, no, it's a spirit that I've got to break off my life. And God doesn't want us to be sick because he loves us unconditionally. So each morning in my quiet time, I would repent of believing the lie of infirmity and declare scripture over myself. So in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, the tongue has power, has the power of life and death, right? So I encourage us to pray front-footedly, take the authority because we have it. Say, in the name of Jesus, get off my life because they, the devil doesn't have authority over us. You know what? They're, the demons, the demons, they are scared of the name of Jesus Christ. Seriously, like if I say, like, get out of here, like in Jesus' name, they're like gone, right? So, (laughs) like, it's not a joke, though. They, like, are terrified of the name of Jesus Christ. They're not scared of us, but they're scared of Him. So, declare and take authority, but also have evidence. The Word of God is alive and it's active. But seriously, get key scriptures. How I've done that, like, googling them, easy, um, or your leaders, like preachers, I found like a key scripture when I was five years old that I still hold on to from a preach. Or main thing, the Bible, easy peasy, right? Just flip it open and there it is. But the um, instead of declaring that I was always sick, which I did, someone would be like, oh, Gemma, you're sick. And I was like, I'm always sick. Um, but I realized I had to declare that I wasn't sick. And I had to decide that I was going to declare scripture over my life. So, the scripture that I declare daily and have for the past 12 months is Isaiah 53, verse 5. And it says, By his stripes I am healed. Because Jesus did not die only for our sins, which is a main thing, but he was tortured so that we would be free of sickness. And so, like, I. I have barely been sick this year, which is a, like a miracle. Seriously, I'm so happy. Yeah, seriously, give a round of applause to God. Um, and I know it was God, and I know I was healed from Him. But I just want to ask you right now, do you need healing in your body? Do you know someone who needs healing in theirs? Because I encourage you to take the next six months and do this daily. Or tell somebody that needs healing. Don't sit here and listen to a Sunday message and not go and do it on Monday. But right now, you have to like all you have to do is take authority and buy it. Like and pff, love All right, and get a word because in I've got by His stripes. You are, like I am healed. Take it, receive it. That's yours. Um, by His stripes, I am healed. Or intentionally search for a word of like of Scripture to declare over yourself. Also. Right now, we're all going to sk- stand together. So up you get. <laughs> and we're going to declare it together because I, I think that this is how we're going to learn and this is how you're going to do it tomorrow. And this is how when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to declare this. So we're going to do it together because we're fa- we are a family. And if you aren't believing for sickness in your life, if you aren't sick, then that's okay. But let's do it together and pray for the person next to you. So let's all do this together. Ready? Dear God, I repent of believing the lie of infirmity. Come on, front footed guys, come on. By your stripes, I am healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, get off my life. You have no authority, and I bind you in the name of Jesus. Sickness, leave. You have no place because by his stripes, I am healed. In Jesus' name, amen. How good is that? How good is that? Come on, guys. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Merry Christmas.
1: You guys can grab a seat. I love that. Jesus came so that we do not lead to live in sickness, but that we can live um, in complete healing and wholeness. And uh, some great tips there, finding the Scripture, getting, getting a bit of fight in you to believe for your healing. Hey, let's thank Gemma, a standing message. Well, our last speaker for tonight, uh, but not the least, uh, is the wonderful Isaac Childs. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't get jealous of people. I'm quite, I feel like I'm quite a secure person, but when I see Isaac's hair, I go, man, I wish, Lord... You could bless me. nah, no, not really. <laughs> but uh, hey, for those of you who don't know Isaac, he also serves on our youth team. He also serves on our worship team. And uh, what I've, always, I've known Isaac since he was in youth. I was his youth pastor at one point. And one thing I've always admired and loved about Isaac is his heart for God his heart to worship, his heart to actually honour and just to follow God. Even when it costs him uh, and it's not an easy decision, he will always go, you know, if I believe God is calling me to this, I'm going to take that step. He is a great man of faith. And so, hey, I want us to stand to our feet tonight as uh, Isaac comes and shares.
2: Too good. Too good. Howdy, y'all. How are we? You guys can grab a seat. Thank you so much. Um, hey, uh, I'm super excited to, to speak tonight, but uh, before I go any further, I want to just highlight how well my wife did on her debut. Can we just celebrate her? How good is she? Love her to bits. Love getting to hear her speak. Um, but there's also one more person I'd like to honor before I begin, um, and that's uh, Pastor Jeremy Moore. Um before you, before you pause, before your pause, I'll tell you why. Um, because uh, that, man, that man has been a rock in my spiritual journey um, through my time in internship and beyond. He has walked me through many a challenge to make me the man I am today. So Jeremy, thank you. Honor you as a friend and as a pastor. Celebrate him. So good. So good. So uh, yeah, we're talking indescribable gift tonight. And uh, as I was thinking and praying about, you know, um, what for me... Um, is just an aspect of that indescribable gift. I thought, what better topic to speak on than hope? The hope that Jesus Christ brings. And I was thinking about it, and I, was, and I looked up the definition of the word, because I was like, have you ever actually wondered what hope means? <laughs> it, um, it means this, a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. I was thinking about that, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but often it kind of seems, I don't know, fleeting. Like you, you have someone say to you, I hope you have a good day, or um, you know, I hope that thing gets better, or... I hope it doesn't storm this afternoon. I've got clothes on the line. Like, cool. Like, I hope that. But what's that grounded in? Like, it, it's kind of like wishful thinking in a sense. And I was like, okay, what's the hope that Jesus brings? And as I was thinking about that. I was actually thinking about my situation at work. Um, for the last two months, uh, situa- like my work situation has been, um, to say the least, complete and utter chaos, actually. Um, It's been longer days, shorter lunch breaks, continually shuffling change and doing everything I could just to stay above water. But for the first time in my life this year, I got to put in two weeks of paid leave over the Christmas break. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so in the midst of the chaos at work, whenever I looked to those two weeks of rest with the security of continual pay coming through, it gave me the fresh sense of hope that chaos and the stress would soon be gone for a time praise God. And the hope of Jesus is, is similar to that in that it's, it's grounded in more than just wishful thinking. I think it's so beautifully conveyed in the Scripture in Hebrews, verse 6, verse 19 to 20. It says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. You see, the message of Christmas, the indescribable gift of Jesus coming to earth and dwelling among us is a message of hope. And it's a, it's a secure hope. It's more than just wishful thinking. And the first thing I think about that, that, that hope that Jesus brings is the fact that Jesus actually came to bring hope to the hopeless. Throughout Jesus' ministry, he healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, healed incurable diseases. He brought freedom, as has already been spoken about tonight to people who were oppressed and tormented by evil spirits. He forgave and dined with sinners, the people who were rejected by the society of that day. And you see, when Jesus came to town, people who had previously never had a hope in the world of change suddenly encountered hope. They were filled with it. And I wonder if there's anyone here like that tonight, that when you look at your life, all you see is hopelessness, or maybe just in one area, you've given up, immersed yourself in discouragement and submitted yourself to the thought that it's just always going to be tough. Or maybe you're here tonight and you feel like no one sees you. Maybe you've recently began a journey with Jesus, but your circumstances haven't changed as you thought they might. You can have the hope that Jesus brings tonight. And the question then remains, how do I get that hope? In uh, in the book of Romans 15, verse 13, it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Catch that. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I love that scripture. It's so good. see, God ultimately is the source of hope. In this passage, he's called the God of hope. And if we place our trust in Him, as the Scripture says, in our moments of hopelessness, an exchange takes place in which we give Him the areas of our lives in which we feel hopeless, and He fills us to the point of overflow with hope. It's not just a little bit. It's not just a trickle. It's an overflow. And you see, trusting in God, what does that look like? Trusting in God is actually a daily journey. It's a daily choice, and it's birthed in the place of prayer. In spite of the current circumstances, I can go into the presence of God. In my home, when I wake up, I can go to him in prayer and say, Jesus, you know the circumstances I'm facing, and I can't face them on my own. I trust you, and I give them to you today. And the good news is, friends, that as you continue to trust in him daily, you can encounter a daily filling of that hope and the power that's promised in this Scripture. I myself actually did that continuously during this last season at work, and although the workload itself didn't necessarily feel easier, and sometimes it just continued to be even more stressful, but yet the hope remained. I could tackle it from a different perspective. And so I'd ask us tonight, where is an area in your life right now that you're currently feeling no hope, that you could choose today to trust God in? I encourage you. Begin that journey of trusting Him and going to Him in prayer first thing tomorrow morning, or even as you go to bed tonight. And you can experience hope overflowing in you. Once again, Jesus came to earth to bring hope to the areas in our lives where we are feeling hopeless. And what I love about God is He doesn't just bring us hope in our current situation, but He brings us hope for the future, You see, there's this really awesome passage of Scripture in the book of Jeremiah, verse 29 to 11, that says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Maybe you're here tonight, and you've never had a prospect of purpose when it comes to your future. Maybe you're just wandering through life with no direction, no vision. Maybe you were told once upon a time that you'd never amount to anything. I want you to know tonight that before you were born, God had a plan and a purpose, and a good one at that for your life. And if we look at the life of Jesus, we see a life of significance modeled to us. And how is that modeled? It was, He lived in obedience to His Father. You look throughout the scriptures, you see Jesus saying, I only ever say what my Father tells me, or I only ever do what my Father tells me to do. And in the same way, you can do that tonight. If you would incline your ear to the voice of God, the God who has the plans, as you just trust Him once again, He would download the next step to take. Because you see, the, the plans that God have for you are for the long haul, and they would normally give him one step at a time. And the, and the atmosphere in which that happens is in His Word, actually. If you study the Scriptures, study the life of Jesus, and ask His Holy Spirit to highlight the next step, He'll do it. And I know even here at church, in the praise and in the worship and in the preaching, there are countless opportunities to hear God speak to you if you'd open your heart and ask Him to speak. And so anyone who has felt like their future is bland, I'd ask you tonight, what's the next step you can take to position yourself to hear God and follow Him into the great life and plans He has for you? You don't have to live a life without meaning any longer. In Jesus, you can find hope for the future. And not just hope for the future, but hope for eternity. You see, Jesus doesn't just give us hope in the now. it doesn't just give us hope for the future. But above all else, the message of Jesus gives us a hope for what happens after this life. You see, the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus is this. You and I were created, put here on this earth, to be in relationship with God. And it's not just a one-sided groveling to a to please a distant God who doesn't care, but it's a close and intimate one with a loving Father in heaven who we can experience daily fellowship with here in this life and in the life to come for eternity. You may be here tonight, and when you think about life after death, you think, I hope that I could go to the good place if there is one, but it's really nothing more than a wishful thought. It's wishful thinking. Or maybe you're here and you feel like, Maybe there's no hope for you when it comes to the life after this one. Maybe you feel like that God couldn't possibly love you if he knew all the things you've done. And the idea of life after death may actually be a scary one. I want to encourage us all tonight, just in that, as in that scripture of Hebrews. You can have a hope that is firm and secure and anchored. You can have a peace of where you'll be in eternity tonight. There's this famous verse in the Bible, and it says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There it is. There's the promise. That's the message of Christmas, that God so loved you and I, that through the life and death and resurrection of His Son, we now have an invitation to live a life filled with hope, joy, peace, healing and freedom has already been spoken about tonight, and a relationship with God. And for myself at the age of 13, as a broken, hurting, and angry boy, I accepted that invitation. And my life really has never been the same. And the beautiful thing is that that invitation is extended to every single one of us tonight, irrespective of the life you've lived up until this point. The beautiful thing is you cannot rack up enough brownie points to get into heaven on your own merit. But... There is also no sin great enough to separate you from God's love. The only prerequisite, the only thing that's needed is this. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So if I could ask all eyes to be closed here in this moment. We just do this to respect those here who may want to have an encounter with God, and it's just creating a holy, sacred moment for him to speak. I'd like to uh, extend that invitation to anyone here tonight that says, Isaac, I don't necessarily understand all this, but I've been living my life too long my own way, and I want that relationship with God that you're talking about. I want that hope that you're talking about, and I want to put my faith in Jesus tonight. Or maybe you're here, and you want that hope, that security of where you'll spend eternity after you leave this life. What we're going to do is I'm going to count to three in a moment. And I'll get you to raise your hand and I'll let you know that I've seen. And afterwards, I'm going to lead us all in a prayer, inviting Jesus into our hearts and beginning a relationship with you, with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So on the count of three, I'll just invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here tonight that wants to say yes to Jesus? Thank you. I see those hands. So amazing. Your life truly will never be the same again. Is there anyone else here tonight that wants to join these three amazing people? Yep, I see that hand down the back. Thank you so much. Such an amazing, life-changing decision is going to happen tonight. Is there anyone else? I'll just leave it one moment more. God loves you so much and you can have that security, that hope and that love. It's a tangible experience and it truly will leave you never the same again. Makes you a brand new person on the inside. So good. Okay, I'll just, uh, as all eyes remain closed, I'm just gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you raised your hand tonight, I would invite you just to say it from your heart. But church, we're just gonna support these guys and say it together. So repeat after me Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me. I thank you for the indescribable gift of Jesus that he came and died and rose again so that I could be saved. I place my faith in you today and turn away from living life my own way. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you from this point on. I am saved, set free, born again, and going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to pray very quickly for those who raised their hand. Jesus, I thank you for these people tonight that have said yes to you, that have invited you in for a relationship with you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that their eternity is secure. Lord Jesus, that from this point on, that they will never be the same. I pray in the name of Jesus that you just fill them with your forgiveness, with your grace, and with your love. Father, I pray that you would fill them with fresh life. And I thank you that they, from this point on, are never the same again, that they are brand new and born again. In Jesus' name, amen. So good. Church, thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you tonight. Be blessed.